Welcome to the Coffee and Questions podcast. I am your host, Michelle Berman-Michael, and my mission with this podcast is simple, to help realtors and loan officers across the world tap into the value Instagram can have for them and their business. To me, organic business that comes to us is the name of the game. On this show, you're going to hear from myself, other experts across social media, and also others that are just like you selling real estate and doing loans and doing it at a high level on social media. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Questions, teaching realtors and loan officers how to do Instagram better. I am really excited about this episode. Longtime friend, very dear um, coworker in a, in a kind of a cool way, right? Like we've done a lot together. We've done a lot of business together. We continue to do some events and other things together. So I don't feel like we're like separate. I feel like we are one. So I'm very excited to have a, a very good friend of mine, uh, Jeff Fitzer on here with me, um, co-founder of Drunk on Social, the Facebook group, uh, podcast host of Lab Code Agents, regional VP of USA Mortgage. I don't even know where else to keep going because there's so many hats that you wear. So Jeff, thanks for joining me. Thanks for being here. Um, I'm looking forward to this conversation. And if you could, for those of my people in my audience who don't know you, tell us a little bit about you. Well, hi, thanks for having me. Um, I think you you hit a few of them. Uh, everything that I do, uh, it really has has come from the place of feeding the mortgage business and then accidentally turned into a hell of a lot of opportunity and other businesses. And so, uh, you know, it all started with doing video and social before anybody was really doing it and then just continuing to kind of level it up and keep doing it at a high level. And uh, you didn't mention the business video school. I'm a co-founder of that platform where we teach real estate professionals video. Uh, Drunk on socials are my, my, my latest passion where, you know, obviously it's a Facebook group. We have a podcast. Uh, we do some group coaching. We do some coaching. Uh, you know, some social media management kind of stuff. And um, that's where I'm having a lot of fun. We have another platform called Real Estate Mastery Pros, where we actually put on monthly webinars. I have one later today. And uh, it's it's positioned so that the loan officer is the deliverer of the content. And so positioning them to be bringing higher value than their own, the real estate agent's broker. And so that was kind of why that was designed. And Tristan and I have kind of run with it. And um, yeah, just having fun, uh, busy as hell, trying to keep up. The mortgage business sucks this year. It was great the last two years and we're scrambling, you know, as anybody knows these, these years. And I think it's more important to dig in and, and, and you know, f- dig into the value that, that, that built your business in the first place, because that's the only way to, to sustain when, when we come out of this. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I did recently did another episode where we talked about praying for a stronger back versus praying for a better market. Um, and that's the reality of what we're, what we're in right now, right? Both on the real estate side. And I think more so on the, per, the mortgage professional side, the, the industry is challenging right now, no doubt. Um, and you and I, Jeff have, have talked offline more times than I can count about in markets like this, how doubling down versus retracting is certainly where, where people need to go, um, and I actually had a conversation this morning too, which I'm curious what your take on it is, but a lot of people right now are saying I'm checking the box of posting on social media, but I, I don't feel like it's doing anything for me. And I think that that's a, a good segue into the primary conversation that I want to have with you today about the power of our face, right. And how there's only one Jeff, there's only one me, Michelle, uh, you know, for anybody listening, there's only one of you. 
And there is definitely some power behind that. So uh, let's start there. Just kind of what's your take on doubling down versus retracting um, and kind of what the power behind that might be. As you were saying that I was playing with my features on my camera, like zooming in on my face. So I was just kind of seeing if I would mess with you. Um, you know, it's funny, you know, we have these conversations all the time, as you know, and I think you have them as well. And, and I, and you know, you're very dialed in on, on one platform mainly, which is Instagram. And obviously I'm very broad and, you know, we, we hear it all the time. I mean, there's, there's just a number of objections that come up when it comes to social media and, you know, the good news for us, and, and by us, I mean those that get it, those that understand social, those that are going to get on video, those that understand that consistency will win. You can pretty much know that you have job security because the majority of your competitors just don't get it. And, you know, even my own company, uh, th that's the reality. And I have no problem saying that. And if somebody heard it, they're not going to be surprised that I said it because, you know, we, we have a marketing department, which is kick ass and and does posting on social for people for them uh, but guess what it's just a bunch of static images it's the same old generic mortgage or real estate stuff it's not garnering engagement it's not going to show up on feeds and it's not going to win the game and and but most of our peers that's just what they oh well i'll be on social i'm gonna hire somebody to do it for me because i don't have time and and I, it's just a bunch of bs i mean you know social media is should be a, should be nowadays your number one pros prospecting strategy unless you're crushing it with leads or you're crushing it with door knocking or you're crushing it you know calling fizzbos or expires or something like that there's, there is nothing else over the last few years, you know, going to networking events and, and shaking hands and kissing babies. It's just, it, it doesn't exist. And, and the world doesn't want it anymore. As we come out of the COVID world, you know, it's, it's um, more people want touchless service and, and that's where the world is going and you have to embrace it and accept it. And, and the other thing about it is, is when you really think about, when you think about like 10 years ago, how did we market? right? What, what, what were our spheres of influence like? And you think about things like billboards, you think about newspaper articles, you think about, you know, grocery carts, right? Puck, uh, bus park benches. Um, and you think about, you know, went to B&I, you went to chamber meetings, you know, you, you door knocked, right? And, and when you really think about it, your audience was fairly limited on how big it could be. Friends, family, past customers, and the people that you could touch when you went to these various events. And when you think about social and you put it in that perspective and you think about the exponential reach that you have and the parasocial relationships that you can now make with people, it's, it's mind boggling and it's more mind boggling that people don't get it and don't take advantage of it. Um, I just was thinking about something when you were saying all of that, like, first of all, who even does park benches anymore? Come on, let's be serious. But, um, secondly, <laughs> 10 years ago, 10 years totally, ago, totally, totally. And I, we're, we've all done it right? we've all gone to the grocery store and there's that little plaque on our shopping cart, right? We've seen it, um, here in the small town that I live in now, uh, definitely is uh, billboard central, right? Every, you walk, you drive down the road on the way to, to base where my husband works and it's billboard, billboard, billboard. And it's every industry. It's the car wreck guy. It's the realtor. It's the, um, the injury attorney. attorney, it's all of those things, yeah. right? It's like just in a row. It's almost like there's more billboards in this small 7,000 person town that I live in than there is in all of downtown Los Angeles. But, um, the reality of what you were saying is something that you and I both very much so agree on. And it's the scalability factor that's involved in social media. 
Um, and obviously, you know, people that know me know that I'm an Instagram person. I bleed Instagram. I believe that it's the most powerful platform for you to be able to create connection, to create virtual relationships that transform your business, not just in, uh, you know, tangible direct, I want to buy a house or I want to get a loan, but in relationships like what you and I have Jeff, right. Where you've come and you've spoken for me, I've been able to do a ton of stuff for you. You've been a referral source on a personal level for me, for the lender that I've had to use all of the things, right. That relationship. Now imagine this, and this is where I was going to go with this. Imagine if every person that we built a relationship with, we had to plan a trip to go see, right? So like I had to plan a trip to go see you. Let my other friend, Phil Treadwell, right? He's in Dallas. I'd have to get on a plane to go see him. So if I made a list of all of those people that are important to me, as far as maintaining my relationship and I didn't have social media, I would literally be on a plane every single week, right? going and trying to maintain my relationships with all of these people so that they didn't forget about me. Right. And the reality of what social media has allowed us to do is that the relationships we can have with all of those people who are instrumental in our business, or in this case, for those of you guys listening, who are trying to create those relationships locally for your, for whatever your business is, regardless of what side you're on the scalability factor. I mean, it is mind boggling what we're able to do. I can talk to, let's say on a piece of paper, I have a hundred names that are my top confidants in the, in the industry, as far as business, referral partners, you name it. Again, I'd have to be on a plane every single week. And I, I, it would take me two years to get through a hundred people, right? If I had um, what, 52 weeks out of a year, I would have to, I would literally have to be on a plane every single week for two years straight to, to meet and see every single one of those people. Instead, I can use Instagram DMs. I can use Facebook Messenger. Um, I can use LinkedIn. I can use Twitter. I can use all of these different platforms to have conversations with all 100 of those people every single week. That's the yeah. difference, right? Um, so it's, and to your point, I'm going to, I'm going to say this and then I'm going to get into another point. The scalability factor is more than just right now. It's creating this domino effect of what's going to happen for us in six months or a year. So that if, and when the market changes, if, and when things pick back up and we have a refi boom because of the buyer situation, right. You are so top of mind with all of these people. You're not all of a sudden scrambling for business. You're way ahead of that game. So, um, that's, that's kind of the point, right? Bingo. Bingo. I love it. Well, there's a specific thing that you posted on social media, um, not long ago that I want to talk about together. And I want people to hear you, uh, and your voice and the way that you explain this, because I just think it's really, really powerful. But you said 90% of people sell and 10% brand those 10% that brand sell 90% more than those that sell. Um, so I'll let you explain that. And then I, I can say the quote again, cause I think people need to remember this and write it down, but, um, where did that come from and talk me through kind of why you are so passionate about the thought behind that came from Gary V. Uh, so, you know, what he says, I believe, because everything <laughs> he's taught me, uh, you guys know, Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, he's, he's the Godfather, everything he's ever predicted. If you follow him, he's been spot on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, uh, I, I just loved it. I heard it and I was like, oh damn, that's a perfect tweet. You know, I, you could do so much with it, but you know, I, I, I don't think a lot of people will understand it. They may not even understand just contextually what, what it meant, but 
and why you might need to say it again, but uh, you know, we as humans do things the way it was always done, right? That's just typically how we are, uh, which is also kind of the definition of insanity in a way, you know, doing things the same thing over and over and expecting different results. And, and, and that's the reality of where we are today, you know, and, and for me, it was very simple. I, I can describe this because if you're in, if you're a lender or a real estate agent, you can understand what I'm about ready to describe. You know, I, I've been in the business since 2000. And so, so 22 years and, and I spent a, a good number of those years, about 15 of them, what I felt like was chasing business. And I was good at it. You know, I was doing 200 transactions a year. I was a top producer, top 10 in my company every year, sometimes top five. And, but I always was frustrated because it's like, you know, as good as my relationships would be, you're only as good as the shiny object that comes around the street, right? The next day. I mean, I, I had real estate partners that, that, we vacationed together. We were really good friends. They stayed at my, my uh, second home. And, and, but yet I'd still get that phone call every once in a while. And I invested in their business. I split the Zillow leads. I did all of that stuff. I was perpetually available to them. And, um, but if somebody came in with something that, that could help them with their business, I'd get that phone call saying, do you have this? And if not, I think I got to give it a shot. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like all we've been through and, um, and, and when that, when that changed for me was when I really learned how to bring value. And, and that was by doing video and social media. And, and then what, what it kind of led to was realizing what you were just describing, which is, you know, the exponential reach, you know, getting in a plane every single week. I mean, I never dreamt of growing my business on a national level. I didn't even think about it, right? You just don't do it. And, and you, don't, you don't think about these things. I, I didn't have the premonition that oh, I'm going to do video and this is what it's going to equate to. I just thought I need to differentiate. And, um, and what, it, what it ended up becoming was a brand. And it ended up becoming something way bigger than I could have ever imagined. Um, and, and I think I don't think, I know everybody has the ability to do that at some level in your business. It doesn't have to be national, uh, but, but you, you know, we all run from salespeople, you know, car dealerships have evolved to the point that, you know, there's a lot of car dealerships now where there's no salespeople, right? You can do it all online beforehand. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we, we fell in love with TiVo. Why? Because we could avoid commercials. We don't want to be sold crap, right? Uh, we 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 upgrade our services for 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 iTunes or for for any music apps, so we don't have to listen to commercials. We fast forward through podcasts. We don't have to listen to commercials. Nobody wants to be sold, and and everybody, you know. So it's that's the thing. And then here's the, the other the other piece of this, and you know this as well as anybody is, you know, real estate agents will then embrace social. They'll, they'll take that step. And then they'll go on there and all they'll do is talk about business. And totally. everything I just described is what you're now doing. You are just assuming that your audience gives a rat's ass about your latest listing or about the award you won at the banquet last night or that you have, you know, that you had a, you had a closing. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's always that joke. You've seen this meme where like they, they do a joke where it's a picture of a doctor with a patient after, after a surgery. Why don't doctors take pictures after surgeries saying congratulations? They don't do that. Why do we do it? And I'm not saying necessarily stop, but 
what you, what the mistake you're making is, is you're not, you know, you're, you're not branding yourself as a human being. And when people think branding, they think they need to brand themselves as their business, but you're actually branding yourself as a human. That's how I, that's why I connect to people. That's why people follow me. That's why people engage my content. They get to know me. And then, and if they get to, once they get to know me, if they like me, they probably stick with me. If they don't, they don't. So what? right? But I have bigger audiences as a result of it and more people engaging. And I get more phone calls and more, more DMs from people saying, I have X opportunity. I mean, shoot, I had two yesterday of companies that want me to, you know, invest with my influence. I mean, how powerful is that? You know? And so it's, it's, um, and I've got two calls today with recruits. One's a real estate potential partner and they just want to, they want to work together. And this is the stuff. And so if you're listening to this, if you're a real estate agent or you're a loan officer, you know, you need to wrap your head around this because the opportunities that you can create for your business by creating a consistent brand on social is, will create business beyond your wildest dreams. I can well, promise you that. Let's talk about this again in another way. So, um, because I just feel like this is so, so gold right now. So I'm going to read the quote that I had mentioned before one more time, and then I'm going to go on a, a small tangent here so we can, we can continue this. So 90% of people sell and 10% of people brand. So let's dissect this first part. So what you were mentioning just now is that 90% or to the point of this first sentence most people get on social media to sell their services, right? They get on it with the intention of I'm a listing or I'm a listing agent or I'm a mortgage professional that does VA loans um, or, hey, I'm just a real estate agent. Send me anything and everything that you have, right? And they get on social media with the intention of I just want to generate business. Only 10% of those nine or only 10% of the people look at it as, so 90% are just sell, sell, sell here. Look at me, look at me. The other 10%, Um, or the remainder of the 10% are the ones that get on and say, who can I be that doesn't exist on this platform right now um, in my market or in my, you know, profession? Um, Who can I be as an individual that is going to make people remember me? And irregardless of where I hang my license or irregardless of what company I might work for, they're going to use me, right? So only 10% of people take the time to do that. Um, And I think that you and I both are great examples of this, Jeff. Like if I didn't know you like the way that I do know you, I would just assume that you are a social media expert. I would have no clue that you work for USA Mortgage. I, it just is, is so irrelevant, right? In many cases, not that it's not important, but your brand is not your company, right? Or not, Mm -hmm. your brand is not the company you work for, I should say. Um, And I think that for me, it's a very similar situation, right? I would say, most people know me as Michelle Berman, Michael, when they get on the phone with me, they just think I'm an Instagram person. They don't even know the name of my course. They certainly don't know the name of my actual company as it's listed on my bank account, right? Because they don't care, right? They just want to talk to me, Michelle Berman, Michael, because of who I am as an individual to them and the connection that they have to me. Um, and so I think that that's really cool to think about, right? Is you, Jeff, you work for USA Mortgage, that's like one of your many job titles, but that's not actually what people know you for. And in many cases, no. I would say that's a good thing. Yeah, and honestly, and, and to take it one step further, it's because it, what I'm doing, and, and again, I'm not gonna 
stand on a pedestal and say, I had this all figured out. This has all been basically learning by fire. And what I learned was I break down barriers and that barrier, and I'll give you a perfect example. How many real estate agents listening to this get a phone call on three o'clock on Friday, like clockwork every Friday from a loan officer. You don't have any deals working. You know exactly why they're calling, right? To sell you. And it's, it's not even a sale. It's because it's, it's dumb. Hey, just want to let you know I'm available this weekend for your pre-approvals. And it's like, you don't have to call me to say that. I know that already. Right. And whereas I, and that, so again, they don't want to answer your call. And I'm breaking down the barrier by saying, I'm going to go all in on stuff that I can bring value to the audience, my audience, real estate agents, to help them with their business. And now my phones, so there's two, there's two pieces to this. One, they're calling me because I can help them with their business. Number two, while they're sitting at that open house that you called them at on Friday at three o'clock to tell them you're available for pre-approvals, guess what they're doing at that, that, that open house? Most likely scrolling on social media. And guess who they're seeing? Me, not you. And, and so it's, it's all of the traditional means are gradually going to fade. And, and those old fashioned techniques are going to die. They're going to go extinct. And if you don't start embracing and understanding this stuff, and it starts with an understanding, you know, it's, it's, you've got to understand that, that it does work and then you've got to embrace it. And I know how everybody feels about it. Like, I'm just scared to get in front of the camera or mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I don't really want to share my personal life, but you know, that's if you don't have to, right. But you're going to be climbing a much steeper hill. Well, that and, goes and, into and, the second half of your quote, right. Which is that those 10% that do brand sell 90% more than the 90% of people who don't right. Or the 90% of people who just sell all day. So if you're not willing to get on video, that's okay. Right. The world's not going to end. Nobody's going to die. Right. You're, um, Certainly like if you're worried about the perception of people, um, or, or what people might think of you, if you post a picture of your living room, that's a disaster because your kid decided to throw things all over the place and think that people are going to judge you. So you don't want to post it. That's okay. Right. Nobody's going to die. You're fine. Right. But yep. the reality is that if you are willing to get personal and you are willing to get authentic within, with other people, two things will happen. One way more connection. And number two, way more conversion because, or I'm sorry, way more conversations that will translate into conversion because people are like, oh my gosh, you're just like me. So the brand is so important because, I mean, I think my brand has certainly shifted in the last 12 months now that I'm a mom, right? So people are, people can relate even more to me and I can relate more to them because of that. Um, but yeah, I don't care what people want to think. Like if I post a story of my kid every single day, because the conversations I have with other agents or other loan officers who are moms, who are multitasking and juggling all these things, those are the conversations I want to have, because those are the people who are going to one, be really bought into me as a human Two, going to be a lot funner of a client, right? Because they're going to get it. And they're going to like I, the first, you know, 10 minutes of our call, we can kind of jokingly shoot around the, you know, what, um, about how our kid decided to pull my curtains down in my kitchen today and totally bend the bar, right? Like we get to have fun conversations. So the relationship in my opinion is, is stickier. That's what I'm trying to get to, right. Is a personal relationship with a client creates a stickier relationship. And then you couple that with social media to the point where you get to stay top of mind and you get to be in front of those people all the time. 
I mean, there it's like, duh, like I can't even imagine why somebody wouldn't want to do that. Um, and the prospecting aspect, I think is the next part that we'll get into of, of how it's a non-negotiable part of your prospecting. Um, yeah. but well, think, what would you think say about, about think the about second this. half of that? Well, for, so for those that think to themselves, yeah, you know, so they just gave me permission to not post on social. And so then I want you to think about the alternative. And, and this is exactly what I, going back to my original point, when I was saying, you know, after, after 15 years or so, uh, just a lot of frustration, like you just, there's more burnout. I'm tired of chasing. And then when my phone started to ring, it was like, you know, it was like this, this light shined down on me. It was light bulb moment. It was all this stuff like, holy crap. I just, I think I just figured something out and, and now it's been figured out. And now there's a lot of me's running around talking about this. And, and, you know, I, I have a unique story and I have a, a, a real story. Uh, and, and that's not to say that my, my, my advice is better than somebody else. Cause we're probably all saying a very similar thing. Um, but when, when, when you hear it from some people, they're just regurgitating, right? In my case, I'm living, breathing proof. And I'm happy to talk to anybody about that because that's why I'm so passionate about it. That's why I'm so passionate about sharing it. And the other reality is, Michelle, and I, I say this to most audiences, even on stages, like I, I'm standing up here giving you my quote unquote secrets, which we all know they're not secrets. Mm. And, and some of my loan officers has asked me like, why are you doing that? Why would you share your secrets? And, and honestly, two reasons. Uh, number one, because... I, I, I know that positive karma is a great thing. And obviously it's coming back to me because my business is growing and I'm helping others. Uh, but I also realized that very, very few, probably less than 2% of any audience is actually going to follow through a fraction of what I'm doing, yep. which takes me to the second point. I also realize, and I don't mean this in an, in an asshole type of way, uh, that doing what I'm doing is going to intimidate my competition. And so those of you that want to embrace it, I'm going to help you get through it. The rest of you are going to be intimidated by the process and never do it. And, and um, I'm just being honest. And, and so I'm telling you guys this, you guys listening to this, don't be intimidated. Don't be intimidated. I'm, I have no acting background. I have no background in, in podcasting. I didn't go to school for this stuff. Actually, funny story. I did go to school for media communications. I graduated in 99. But media communications then was radio and print. And, and we actually didn't do much TV. It was all radio. Um, and so really, it didn't even help me in my, in my current world. And the only reason I chose media communications was because marketing, which is what my original degree was, required some legal classes that I was too lazy to want to take. So I dumbed it down to media communications because I just wanted a piece of paper. Um, anyways, sorry for the digress. What's wild, though, is I actually, so I graduated from college in 2012 so what, 13 years later, but the reality is that my journalism degree wasn't much different than what you just described. It really didn't have anything to do with social media at all. Facebook, a little bit, um, very, very minor conversation. It wasn't in any textbook. It wasn't in any print material that we had to read and write a report on. Um, so I thought when I graduated from college that I was going to be the next Aaron Andrews, right, of the sports world. Like I really wanted uh, to be- I really cool, wanted Dick. to be a, a broadcast journalist. I have been an athlete my entire life, grew up swimming competitively for almost 20 years, transitioned to the CrossFit space, met my husband in the Olympic weightlifting world. And so for me, it was like, you know, if I, if I foreshadowed in 2012, what I would have been doing now, that's probably what it would have been. Um, but the reality is 
although we aren't using our degrees at face value, I believe both you and I, Jeff, are very much so using what we learned um, in a um, in a new way, right? So like people yeah. ask me all the time, like, do, do you feel like we need to go to college? Do you feel like you got anything out of, of your experience? And I would say, hell yeah, I did because I learned a lot of the core principles of why marketing is important. A lot of the ethics that go into the marketing side of things. Um, my degree in college was really heavy on ethics because of a lot of the issues that have been going on um, in the broadcast journalism space, in the newspaper space, like a lot of things that were, were getting leaked, right? So um, the moral code that existed in journalism still to this day, I think is terrible. But um, the point of the matter is that it, it shifted really, really well into what you and I do now. Um, and I think if there's one huge takeaway for me with what I'm doing today compared to what I maybe thought I was going to be doing, um, it's, it's this principle of like, do good and focus on working with one person every single day and changing their business daily. And that will continue to compound into more and more things. Um, don't talk about people behind their backs. Like don't do things that are going to, um, affect that in a positive way. Um, and if you don't like somebody, then you don't like somebody, but you don't need to go on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok and be like, I don't like this person, like just move on because there's plenty of fish in the sea, um, as far as clients for us, or as far as potential opportunities for us. Um, so you and I both are examples of this. And I know I say that a lot, but it's true. We're both examples of just do good for people and people will send other people back to us because that's our motto and that's our principle. Um, but I do want to talk about prospecting. I want to shift gears just a little bit. So you, you'd mentioned this briefly at talking about grassroots stuff, right? And, and anybody that knows me knows that grassroots marketing is what I teach you not to do anymore because it just doesn't work the same way. Um, and I had a conversation back when you and I were on clubhouse and I think we were actually in the same room when I was in this conversation. Um, but there was a gentleman who said, he was talking about Facebook ads. Um, and this is where I'm going with this very relevant to the brand conversation. Um, he was doing Facebook ads. He said he was spending about $5,000 a month on them and getting about a 6% return, which is damn good for Facebook ads. Like damn that's, good for, that's right. That's great for any lead for that matter. Totally. Yeah. Um, and I, I remember him coming up on stage and, and saying this, and he's like, so I'm hearing all of you guys say that I need social media. And I guess I just don't really believe you because I'm getting 6% return. And so I asked him point blank, well, Hey, sir, what's your Instagram handle? Pulled it up. He had literally two posts. His profile photo was a logo. Um, and I think he had maybe five people that were following his account. Right. And I immediately had a moment with him and I said, you realize that 6% is incredible and I'm not detracting from that. Right. But what I'm telling you is that 6% could have been 10%. It could be 12%. If you had any semblance of a presence with your face attached to it. Yeah. Yeah. And cause what, cause what you're describing right there and the way I would take that one step further is that to articulate this for anybody listening is that nowadays and, and nowadays now, and even more so going forward, your social media is the, the, the white pages and yellow pages of, of the yesteryear. Right. And, and when we went to go search for things, that's where we went. Now I meet somebody new, I get referred to somebody. The first thing I'm doing is Check them out on Facebook, check them out on Instagram, check them out on TikTok, wherever it is, right? And so your presence 
is going to be reflective of that brand that we talked about. And no, is it going to happen every single time? No, but there is going to be occasions where you're going to get a client. They're going to get three names, you know, the traditional three names, and they're going to do their pre-education and they might Google you, uh, which having a social presence will help your SEO on Google as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and then they're going to probably go to wherever they spend their time. And this is why when I talk to people about Facebook groups, not to digress too far, but I say the only reason why you should have, a, I'm sorry, a business page on Facebook, not groups, a business page is for two reasons. One, if you're running ads, two, it's your yellow pages. You have to have a presence there because if somebody goes and looks you up and you haven't posted since 2017, that's reflective of your business and your brand and you just lost credibility. And so I'm not saying spend any time there, but you should have some content there. You should be spending your time on Instagram. You I should be the, spending your time on these other platforms. Don't you think the biggest compliment in the world is when someone gets on the phone with you and says, I Googled you and you're like, yes. Yeah. Well, actually the best one I like the most, and I get this a lot is I feel like I know you and you probably don't know who the hell I am. Mm -hmm. I get that all the time, or they'll even, they'll even reference my daughter or my wife's name. Yep. And I have multiple kids, but mostly it's winter and Sarah and, and as, as Michelle knows. And so I, and most people would think, oh my God, that's so creepy. I'm over here behind the phone going, yes, yep. because I know that I sucked you in and now I've got you. And that was the point. I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I mean, it has become hobby for me, but believe me, when I retire, I probably won't post as much as I do today. Um, I, it'll probably be a part of my fiber of my being until I'm six feet under, but uh, maybe not to the degree that I do it today. And, and, um, and that's it. All I'm doing is documenting my life. Carrie V says the best document don't create. I'm not create. I mean, I do create, but I document more than anything. It's simply turning on the camera to what's happening in my life and then sharing it with my audience because I know that there's going to be somebody out there that says, that's cute. That's inspiring. That's cool. I like you. You know, that's it that's entertaining, whatever. And, and that's, that is totally the name of the game. I don't know if that, so that where were we going with the original topic? Prospecting you, and why prospect, yeah, yeah. prospecting is a non-negotiable through, in my opinion, that's what social media is, social. right? Is prospecting. Yeah. But here's what I want to say. And then I'll let you go on this is don't go on social media thinking I'm using Instagram or I'm using Facebook or I'm using TikTok to generate business. Like if you go into it thinking that is my goal, that is my plan, it's not going to happen. I, I wholeheartedly, yeah. I've experienced it. I've seen other people call me and say, I want leads. I want to sign up for your Instagram power method course. And I want to know what the ROI is and how fast I can get my money back. If that's the way that you want to ask me, when you talk to me on a sales call, I'm going to tell you not to buy it. Right. Yeah. Because for me, that is not why you get into social media. That is not why you get into Instagram. That is not why you get into business for that matter, right? You get into business to serve people and to add value to people and to do good things. Um, but the point of it, the point of where we were going with this, and um, sorry for my, another tangent there, I have a habit of that, um, is prospecting, right? And why social media is a non-negotiable when it comes to the equivalent of what you would do as far as calling, right. Or, or your grassroots side of things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, well, and that's the thing you, you, when people think about prospecting, they think about calling and that's the fun part of social media. It's way more fun prospecting on social. Let me give you a great example. The, the LCM strategy that Tristan and I talk about, like comment message, spend 20 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day going onto social intentionally liking, commenting and messaging 
your target audience, right? If you're a loan officer, this is a gold mine. It, it is an absolute golden uh, uh, strategy. And, and what I mean by that is, again, I go back to that, that every time you call your real estate agent, unless you've got a deal going, they're not probably picking up or they're somewhat annoyed, unless you're friends, right? And even then they might be a little annoyed. And, and but here's the, here's, here's facts. If you are going on to their social media and consistently every single day or every single time they post, showing that post some love, they get a dopamine hit. You all know it. When you post on social and somebody shows you love, you get that notification and you open it up right away and you go reply back and it feels good, right? This is just facts. This is reality. And so, and it's still to this day, I mean, there's another meme out there. There's a joke about how we watch our own videos, you know, how many times we watch our own videos. I forget what it is, but it's so true. You know, when we post videos and it's not because we're vain, it's just, it's dopamine. It's what's driving us. It's just what we do. And then every time somebody comments or engages, I go back and watch my video again. And, and I don't know what it is. Cause I even cognizant, I cognitively, cognitively think to myself, what do you, what are you doing? Why are you watching your own shit? Like, go move on. Um, but it's, but it's how we are. And, and so when, when you really think about that, and if you made this a, a daily strategy, 20 minutes, you know, if you're a real estate agent, you should be doing the same thing with all of your past customers, with all of your current buyers and sellers, with target business owners, you, you name it, go down the list. Like, who do you want to target? Uh, like I said, it's easy for loan officers because all you got to do is go do that with real estate agents over the course of three, four, five, six months. They're constantly, it's better than a CRM, right? Totally. Nobody wants your Nobody wants your useless emails. I was going to say, but nobody wants your give- boring newsletters, so stop doing them. Oh, but when you're giving them love on social and then you pick up that phone and call them, it's such a warmer connection now. And, and they honestly, subliminally have a connection to you and a, and, a, and a like for you that they wouldn't have otherwise. This is, and, and Michelle, I've been preaching this for a while now because it's, uh, if I was still originating I do it all day long. And I still do this. I do this, but obviously my target has now shifted. And, and now, honestly, more than anything, it's now my students. And now I'm intentionally going on to show them love. And you probably do the same thing. Um, your focus now is either potential students or, or, or current students. And, and of course, obviously, real estate agents, are th- those are my students, and, um, which are also my partners. And, um, and, and you know, as a loan officer... I'm telling you guys, I'm giving you the playbook. I'm telling you what to do. Now, you're not going to just graduate to my level tomorrow, not overnight, but start somewhere. You've got to start somewhere. And it starts with, with working with people like Michelle. I mean, that's, that's how it works. You, know, you got to figure out, you got to dig, you got to dig your heels in and say, I'm going all in. And then you're going to have to invest. And I'll, and I'll tell everybody this, and Michelle, you know this as well as I do. I, is, we teach it in the business video school. I tell prospective students, the business video school, you don't need me. You don't need the business video school. You've got YouTube, right? But if you're not disciplined enough to go to YouTube and you need structure and you're learning, then the business video school is perfect for you, right? And so, and I have no problem telling people that like you can, I did it my, I did it with a 13 year old child. She taught me how to edit videos. And then from there, I learned through YouTube and I didn't get any formal training. 
And so it's anything's possible and you just got to want it bad enough and you got to believe in it bad enough. And, and I'm telling you, the, the barriers have been broken down. People like me who did this back in 2015 and 2016, we took the criticism. We were looked at like we're idiots when we were doing, you know, edutainment and doing goofy stuff in front of the camera. We took the brunt of it. Now it's mainstream. Now it's easy. Now you can go do lip sync videos and that can be your 100% strategy. And you're probably going to get a ton of engagement because that stuff is trending. And so run with it, right? You don't have to be articulate. You don't have to get on the camera and, and vomit out like you're a speaker and just, just speak eloquence, right? You don't have to do that if you don't want to. Uh, there's so many different variables. And frankly, as Michelle will teach you, um, you know, share your damn life, share your kids, share your pets, share your travels, share your hobbies. That's how you're going to connect with more people. Well, I think, I think we're both, I mean, business video school is definitely the biz, the video side of things and, and, you know, the Instagram side of things or the Instagram power method. Why do people need our products? Right. And I think that's a good, a good conversation to have. It's not because, um, you know, we want to make money, right. I think that that happens organically and naturally why people need our products is in my opinion, because they want to skip that fail zone. Right. And why that is part of this is I, in 2018 bought or hired a business coach that I had, I did not have the money for. And I put all my eggs in the basket of this has to work. Right. So I got on a plane, flew across the world, quite literally out of the country to go meet with this gentleman for eight days, um, to mind map out my business. And I guys, I have that picture saved in my phone and it's the best picture I've ever forever. I I should really have it framed, but, um, it was a picture of, uh, one of those, uh, whiteboard papers, right. With like the whiteboard markers that you would write all over. Um, and it was just a mind map or a brain dump of like where Burma media was going to go. Um, and there was something so powerful about that photo that if I would have woken up the next morning after getting back into America, after that, that trip, and said in 2022 on whatever today is, I'm going to be a seven figure business owner with four full-time employees, four full-time VAs, um, and getting ready to potentially retire my husband before he even, his career even really starts. I would have laughed at you. Like on what planet is that reality? But here's the thing, right? Is there was so much failure in all of that as that process. And Jeff, you remember, I, I know you remember the very first conversation you and I ever had on the phone. I was standing in my backyard um, in Phoenix and I was word vomiting on you of like what my goals were and how I thought being on lab code agents and being on the podcast would be a huge thing for me to be able to get exposure. Um, that was like two years ago. That's wild to me, you know? Um, and the thing about all of that is that fail zone is what we're talking about. Jeff, you failed more times than you can count. And you were the person who said, I don't care what people think. I don't care if people think I look retarded for being doing this on video right now. Um, I don't care if my editing sucks, I'm going to post it anyway. Um, and as you got better and better and better at it, your quality and the perception people had of you got better and better and better. Right. So why people need our products is because guess what, Jeff and I have done all of that fail zone stuff for you. We have failed over and over and over again, and we have perfected the process of what we are currently doing. Are we perfect? No. Are we going to get better and better as we continue to go? Yes. Um, But 
if you want to skip the fail zone, which I think a lot of people, that's what they're paying for, right? That's what they want. They want to skip that space. Um, you have to be willing to, to pay to play. And I know that that's not um, kind for people's pocketbooks, but I can tell you that for both you and I, Jeff, imagine if we were like, nope, I'm only going to use YouTube university. I'm not going to invest in anything. I'm just going to do it all by myself. How much longer, not that we wouldn't have gotten there, but how much longer it would have taken us to get there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's, and that's what you got to figure out for yourself. You know, uh, I did it, I did it the uh, organic way and it took a little bit longer, but I was early in the game and I was kind of one of the pioneers of this. And uh, the truth is, is you don't have, you don't have the time that I had anymore. And so now you've got to figure out, you know, where do you want to go and, and what do you want to do and what do you want to invest in? And if you're not willing to do that, well, like you said, like we said earlier, you're just probably handicapping your business. You're signing up uh, probably for a steeper hill to climb. I'm not going to say you're going to be less successful, but I will say this, the people that embrace these strategies will find more success and they'll find more success easier. And that, that the statistic that Gary Vee quoted, it will, will reign true. Um, that's just the way it's going to go. The younger generations are, are they, they want to work with people that live in their world. And, um, and it's, it, you, you can, you can, you can argue with me until you're blue in the face, but I'm gonna tell you right now, uh, they did the same thing when radios were invented and then televisions and then beepers and then cell phones and then the internet. Don't forget about blackberries. uh, Yeah. Well, yeah, I forget that. That one gets lost in the shuffle. Um, it was actually Gary Vee was saying recently that, um, we're going to look back. He said this about multiple things. He said this about social media. You're going to look back in, in 30 years and long for the day of just social media. But he, I just saw another video this morning where he said, you're going to look back on the internet in like 15 years. And, but it's not going to be, we're not going to be talking about the internet anymore. We're going to talk about blockchain because blockchain is going to taking over and, and that's going to be the new world. Yeah. All, all of that. That's going to be so mainstream in 15 years. You're going to think back 15 years and be like, what did we do before NFTs and, and blockchain? And today you're all listening, thinking what the, hell? I don't even understand. You will in 10 or 15 years. And those that embrace it and understand it and learn it sooner will just have a leg up. Just like the people that were in Facebook earlier, just like the people on Instagram earlier, just like the people who were in TikTok earlier, embrace this stuff, embrace this stuff early, build it into your daily plan, learn about it. And you're going to set yourself up for more success down the road. For sure. I'm going to leave us with this. And then, uh, Jeff, I'm going to let you tell people how they can get connected to you, but I'm going to read us this quote one more time, which is uh, what the premise of this entire conversation was really about. And, um, I just, again, I feel so passionate about this. It's, I think it's so incredibly relevant to the world that we're in right now, um, in the real estate and mortgage space, uh, really any space that you're selling anything for that matter. Um, but here's the quote. So 90% of people sell, and 10% brand, those 10% that brand sell 90% more than those that sell. So I'm going to reshare this. I told Jeff, uh, I told you this morning, I was going to steal it from you and I am because it's so good. Um, But this is what people need to know or need to hear, right? Is you guys have a huge opportunity. You're on the cusp of making massive changes in your business and stop making excuses, stop feeling sorry for the fact that you don't like the way you sound or the way that you look on video or that you don't like uh, Canva because it's hard to use and start overcoming those things um, and get better at something every single day, even if it's little, 
Um, and even if it feels like in that, in that moment, you walk away from that day and you're like, man, I didn't get anything out of that day. You actually did. If you were working on trying to learn something because the next day you go back at it, it's going to get easier and easier and easier. So, um, but Jeff, let everybody know how, how can we find you? Where can we find you? What's the best place to get a hold of you? Um, as far as, you know, one of the bazillion things that you do, um, just let people know. Yeah. Uh, well, you see my name on the screen, probably you'll see it in the show notes. You saw it in the podcast art. That is my name across every channel. Uh, so I'm consistent on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, so check me out any of those places and reach out to me, any of those places, wherever you spend your time. And um, I am so bold as to give my cell phone number. I don't mind. I want to connect with more people. So if you want to reach out to me on a personal level, feel free. Uh, my cell phone is 314-220-4945. Michelle's going to go check her phone right now and say, did he just give his real phone number? And the answer is yes. I don't have two. Um, so yeah, good. feel free. Feel free to reach out. I love it. Well, Jeff, um, as always, it's so fun and it's very easy for us to chat and to pour into people. So um, we'll do this again, no doubt. Um, but thanks for being on. Thanks for being a part of my audience, um, I know people are going to get so much out of this um, and hopefully, you know, people will want to reach out to you as well. So thanks for, for being a part of Coffee and Questions and for everybody listening, um, if you like this, if you've liked what you've heard in any of the previous episodes, please feel free to subscribe to our channel on YouTube or leave us a review here on anywhere you consume podcasts, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, the like. Uh, we'd love to, we'd love to hear your feedback so that we can keep bringing in uh, better and better guests for you guys as we, as we grow. So thanks Jeff for being a part of it and everybody else. Uh, we will see you in the next episode of coffee and questions. If you enjoyed this episode, please go follow my guests on social media. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving us a review wherever you consume this content.